Hi everyone, welcome back to the Communication and Conflict YouTube channel, promoting mindful communication, growth through conflict. So I say promoting mindful communication, growth through conflict at the start of every video, because that's what my intention is to try to support that being possible. Um, and in the work that I do as a mediator and conflict coach and trainer through my work at Chaos Conflict Management, um, that's what kind of underpins all of the activities that I'm involved in. But what do I actually mean by today, specifically a mindful communication? Well, for me, it's about being kind of more conscious of what it is I'm saying, why I'm saying it, what my meaning is to what it is I say, what my intention is behind saying it. So a kind of a really considered uh, look at what I say and how I say it, etc., and obviously that's not possible all the time because, you know, it would be too kind of intense to consider literally everything we say. But in difficult situations or particular situations of challenge, um, the awareness of what we're saying and perhaps its symbolism and what we're me intending to represent and whether we actually are representing that is for me what mindfulness about communication is, 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 uh, is for um, so today's thing I want to look at uh, some phrases that I often see which are uh, in relation to uh, being a process being client-led or person-centered and the idea that uh, someone can empower someone else because I'll often see an organization will claim in its literature we empower people to do something now, the reason I want to explore these phrases is because um, they're particularly pertinent to mediation and conflict coaching because we have to be very considered about how we express what we do. And so just to start things off, I would say I would never say that I empower people as a mediator or conflict coach. What I do is try to support them in empowering themselves because empowerment can only be created by an individual for themselves. It can't be just bestowed on people because in a way, just even to see it that way is intrinsically seeing them as powerless. They can't empower themselves. I have to give it to them. I have to empower them rather than help them to recognize and acknowledge or reveal or just simply see that they have choices in a situation um uh that perhaps they hadn't recognized before now i don't do that by pointing these choices out for them because i can't know what those choices are because i'm not them so if it's client-led it has to be they who recognize their own choices so my approach has to be one of helping people to do that but not with a view to me saying i know what your choices are i'm going to tell you and i'm going to empower you because that's intrinsically a very kind of parent-child approach. It assumes an incapacity and powerlessness on the part of the person I'm working with and that they need me to empower them to point out their choices. Well, I can never know what their choices are in their situation because they're the ultimate experts in their life and circumstances and feelings and values and inspirations and ambitions, etc., I can't ever know what their choices are. 
So, but if I come from a place of thinking I know and they don't, it's immediately a dependency relationship and therefore immediately a disempowering view of them as the person that I'm looking to support. So if I think that by, say, giving people a leaflet and giving them information or sending them somewhere else by signposting, I'm empowering people, well, that's a delusion because it assumes a passivity and a passive acceptance on their behalf that they're going to do what I've, in a sense, told them is best for them through my leaflet or my signposting or my suggestions, if not uh, either of those other things. If my advice, um, I can give advice, but that doesn't mean to say that people will choose to take it. It will only be down to them whether they take it. Uh, and use it because they may not feel it's useful to them. So if I think that I'm empowering someone by giving advice and giving them a leaflet or making a suggestion, it's assuming they're simply going to do what I say, which again implies I know best what's best for them and they will just passively follow what I tell them to do. And then I'm telling myself I've empowered them. But actually, even if that were to happen, what it's suggesting to them is they need me to tell them what to do in their life. So that's intrinsically disempowering. It's not empowering. So I think what I want to challenge is this idea that anybody can empower someone else. People can only empower themselves because they are the active creators of their choices. Um, and when people are struggling to see whether they have choices, a process that helps them without any pre-agenda as to what their answer should be, it helps them to reveal the um, or create the choices for themselves, then they are empowering themselves through creating those answers. So that would then be genuinely a client-led and a person-centered process. But where um, uh, a suggestion is made that uh, I empower other people, um, as I say, it suffers from all those contradictions because it's intrinsically suggesting that they don't have the power and I give it to them, which suggests uh, it's this. we're not talking about personal power anymore. We're talking about simply having information and thinking that that information is always going to be appropriate for the other person and they passively receive it, uh, all of which implies a powerlessness from the start on the part of the person coming to us. Um, uh, or being sent to us in some situations. Um, again, you know, in any of those uh, circumstances, people can choose not to. But if we believe that, you know, they need us to tell them what to do um, and that we're empowering them by giving them a leaflet, making a suggestion, giving them advice, signposting them somewhere, we're not empowering them because uh, we're assuming that what we're doing is best for them. And that idea that it's best for them will often be based on a kind of a systematized assumption that we do an assessment of them, tick, 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 right, because we've assessed them, now we tell them to do this, tick, 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 we've empowered them. So they play no part in what the outcome of that process is, we decide as the system informs us and as the practitioner leads, what's best for them. Now, 
I think you know if if that's acknowledged as that's what as, as that being what happens, fair enough, you know. And, but we don't call it a client-led or a person-led process. Uh, we don't say we're empowering them because we're not. We're making it a very dependent situation. And there are some situations where that process would be appropriate. Say, say I'm unemployed and I go to the job centre. They will assess tick 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 my circumstances they will send me tick 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 to where I need to go to fit within their process that's fair enough but that doesn't claim to be a, a, a client-led process or a person-centered process it's it's that I'm going to that system in order to buy into what that system tells me to do but where we have uh, uh, processes and services which say that they're supporting people in circumstances in their own life, um, you know, whatever that might be with mental health, with family difficulties, with health difficulties, uh, with well-being concerns, and it says we empower people, um, very often, well, I mean, as I say, just that phrase in itself is self-contradictory. The idea that I empower someone means that I have the power and they don't. So, and I bestow it upon them. So that's a self-contradictory phrase. But uh, what can be less self-contradictory is the idea of it being either client-led or process-led, sorry, practitioner-led, or whether it's client-led or person-centered or system um, uh decided system led um, where it's claimed to be person-centered or client-led and it's actually not um, I think it can lead a lot of services to believe that they're doing something which empowers people um, when it just isn't it's making them more dependent and therefore they're likely to keep coming back so it's a kind of a uh, as I say, it's a kind of self-contradictory loop because if we say, oh, I'm empowering people by giving them answers, then it doesn't help people to see that they can create their own answers. Um, and so they will continue to return to, other, to either us or other services looking for answers when actually they can be helped from the start to see that they can create their own answers and not keep coming back to services uh, for... for um, for answers to their difficulty. So there are many uh, services and processes which I think in a sense are self, um, well, they lead to dependency rather than actually support self-empowerment um, because of the nature of how they practice. So the reason I contrast that with something like mediation and conflict coaching is that at no point in anything that I do as a mediator or a conflict coach, Am I thinking that I know what's best for the person that's in front of me? I'm always using practices like open questions, like summaries of what they've said to support the person in reflecting on their own situation so that they can decide for themselves what's best for them. So I'm not going to make a suggestion. I'm not going to say, could you try doing this or have you considered doing that? What I will always be doing is asking them, so what might help in that situation? How might that be possible? What is What would need to happen for you to be able to do that? Which would, And by do that, it would be something that they've suggested as a possible way forward. So I'm always supporting them in what they wish to do. 
so I'm always walking alongside them. I'm not trying to kind of stand in front of them and drag them in a direction or point them in a direction that I think they should go. And for me, that means it's client-led because I'm always following what they say. I'm not trying to tell them, I think this based on my theory that I've learned somewhere or my process that I've been instructed to to kind of implement with people. Um, and I guess I have a concern about this kind of thing because I'm starting to see suggestions in a lot of area that there are answers to people's mental health difficulties that we can be kind of introducing to them and giving them. I saw, unfortunately, I saw a post on my own local authority um, website recently that said, you know, these are ways that you can improve your mental health. You know, um, take up a hobby, go to the gym, go for walks. So they're all kind of fixing people as if there's this generic answer for people rather than everybody having to create their own answers to those difficulties because even their own experience of mental health difficulties will be different to everybody else's. So what I feel as depression won't be the same as what somebody else feels as depression. My answer, my support for myself for depression will not be what somebody else feels. But if we're now starting to say that people are being trained to try to get people to go for walks or get people to go to the gym or get people to take up a hobby or get people to take up gardening. All that's really satisfying is the system's answers to the problem. It's not helping the individuals because it's not listening to them. It's telling them what will make them feel better. And we can't possibly know for any individual what will help them to feel better. Um, only they can know that. Um, and so this, for me, is the concern when I see these ideas of uh, our service empowers people or our service is client-led or our service is person-centred or even in some cases I see coaches say, I empower people to do something. And it's, well, you know, they make their own choices as to whether they follow particular directions. You know, someone might say, well, I gave this person advice and they found it really useful. But what that's not acknowledging is that person is the one who made the decision as to whether that advice worked for them or not. And I could spend all day giving all my advice to someone as to what's best for them. And I may just randomly touch on something that works for them. But actually, if I spend time trying to support them in thinking for themselves what will work for them and giving them space to have their challenges acknowledged, um, have it kind of be simply given a chance to be voiced and reflected on and they create the answers, it's a much quicker route to them creating answers that work for them than me taking kind of pot shots at what I think is going to be the best answer for them based on my worldview which is going to be very different to their worldview. So what I'm going to ask you to consider today is genuinely, um, you know, do you really empower people if that's something that you claim to do? And do you genuinely provide a client-led or person-centered service? Because I think there are various self-contradictory risks with claiming that if it's not actually what happens. Um, because what it can actually lead to is dependency. So it's almost like we become the drug pusher. 
people become dependent on us for the answers if we don't give them a chance to see that they can create their own answers. And as I say, I'm particularly concerned when I'm starting to see uh, services, particularly around mental health, uh, which is obviously becoming much more recognised and important now. But it's as if now there's this kind of systematised answer to people resolving their mental health, issue, health issues. Um, uh, and it just seems to be these kind of standard stock things of uh, uh, go to the gym, go for a walk, take up a hobby, um, talk to someone is this other one, talk to someone. It's like, well, what if someone doesn't want to listen? What if people aren't trained in genuinely or trained in or just able to genuinely listen? It places a great onus on people to talk to someone in the belief that that automatically is going to provide an answer. There are many people who can listen very, very effectively, but there are also sometimes situations where people... Um, in a sense, panic and take on that person's difficulty and then try to fix them, which is, again, not a useful experience for them. It's not client-led. The person takes on the problem for them and tries to fix them, which then further uh, leads them to a sense of disempowerment because it's not helping them to create their own choices. So as I say, my question to you, if you've lasted this far through the video, is if you speak about empowerment, do you speak about it that you're supporting people in empowering themselves or do you claim that you empower people? Uh, and secondarily, if you believe that what you offer is client-led or person-centred, is that really so? Or is it practitioner-led with a range of suggestions and standardised advice that doesn't acknowledge the individuality of the person you're meeting with? and system-led because it's created by a system and I would very much see these suggestions nowadays that um, you know for mental health it's systematized that you know you take up a hobby you go to the gym you talk to someone you um, I can't remember some of the other suggestions but they're very standardized and they cannot meet the individualized person-centered or, or client-led needs uh, of the person who is coming through the door. So there are my thoughts. Uh, please give me your thoughts in response to that. Um, please ask me any questions about it or challenge anything that I've said. Put it in the comments below uh, and I hope to hear from you if, if you have those views. And uh, if you don't and you're just interested in the video, then thanks for watching and have a good day. Thank you very much. Bye bye.